from. All right, here we go. As we begin, uh, Ali is already commenting. I did what you said about ways to improve on getting out for Fedge, and it worked. Wasn't even tired the next day. You see that? Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Allahu Akbar. All right, folks. Let's begin. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. You can take our classes at arcview.org, and we're all about learning and studying, and that's basically what we do as Muslims. All we should be doing is essentially, okay, uh, studying, keeping good company with people, and praying to our Lord Allah fulfills our goals and dreams and visions in this life and in the next. So take all, you can take our live and pre-recorded classes at arcview.org. You can also be part of this live stream by supporting at patreon.com backslash Safina Society. A lot of, when we, uh, uh, the more we advance on Patreon, the more we advance this stream. So we're going to be getting, soon be, be having a, a cross studio. So basically two cameras, so that when we have a guest, we just have a straight split screen with two perfect cameras. That's where we're headed next, which means another camera, another computer, and a whole setting, which we may put... What should we put here, right? Marble? I thought that was the plan. Yeah, I think marble, right? We'll put marble just here, and maybe even all the way back here, too. Marble, right? I think that's what we'll do. Like, a nice, beautiful um, uh, background there. So the more we get help from the community, that's a sign that they're benefiting, right? If they're benefiting, they're going to help us out by supporting on Patreon.com, uh, backslash Safina Society, then we get better, right? And eventually, inshallah, this becomes like a total show. We are, I already bought Safina.tv just in case we get really uh, successful with it. Then we'll, it'll be like... By the way, you know that we already beat out CNN+. Plus. Arcview has already defeated CNN+. Plus. <laughs> CNN Plus lasted a month, blew $100 million, 300 employees all fired or reassigned, okay? Embarrassed, well, ArcView's defeated them. We've been around for a couple of years now, and, uh, uh, and we've, alhamdulillah. But you know what? I, I always wonder about these people who, who run these operations. What are they thinking? Like, where's the common sense? Nobody watches regular CNN. Why would anyone watch CNN Plus? Okay. A uh, reminder for everyone here that today's Wednesday. We will close out with a dua. Right? Everyone remember that. This is the day of dua. Okay. So, next thing is Mecca Books. Mecca Books is our operation. Okay. Um, through which we get books. Right, uh, the best books, including what's coming soon, which is a uh, set of interviews that I'm going to be part of with certain Muslims who are like, let's say, elders of the community that have been around the block, who were converts, who um, were involved in the Dawa early on, and that book is called Exemplars. Okay, Exemplars. All right. Um, couple other sponsors that we have. Professors one-to-one. By the way, a lot of people, like, they're not an official sponsor or anything, but uh, Dana and Reed, they are very active in, in counseling, right? So they're always on the stream. So, like, I've never got around to making some official thing with them. It doesn't have to always be, but they're around. And if you want to get 
counseling, you can contact them, and they're always on the stream. So, um, uh, counseling. All right, what, what is our topic today? Our topic today is those crazy and wild uh, protests that happen regarding the Lady of Heaven. Now, what is the Lady of Heaven? Lady of Heaven is a show, it's a movie, I mean, that was, design- was made by some Shia, and I don't think anyone has a problem with different groups that, that are minding their own business, so we, we have no problem with those types. I mean, we have a problem with your creed, of course, which is absurd, but, I mean, everyone knows that, but they, in the sense that everyone knows that both sides don't agree, and we know what we think about their creed. And by the way, we are kuffar or mubtadi'a to them too, so don't feel bad when we say this is all bid'ah and this is all uh, heresy. We're her- heretics to them too. And so don't feel bad about takfir. Takfir and tabdi'ah. And we're not, we don't even make takfir of Shia, we make tabdi'ah. Tabdi'ah means like they're Muslims, but they're not doing it right. It's a heresy, okay? Don't feel bad about that because we're heretics to them too. Okay, it's a total different vision of Islam within things that may not be known in religion by necessity, so therefore they're not going to be outside the fold of Islam, and, but we'll consider it heresy. And don't feel bad when we say Ahl Kitab, like Jews and Christians, are not Muslims, because we're not saved according to them either. So why are you feeling bad? It's not like it's quality control. So this, this, these guys, the Lady of Heaven, is the name of the, vi- of the movie, and it's all about the lies that Sayyidina Umar somehow pushed Sayyidina Fatima Zahra and caused her to have a miscarriage. That is the most absurd story that has no Senate, of course. There's absolutely no basis for this nonsense. And so hundreds of demonstrators turned out in Bradford, Bolton, Birmingham, and Sheffield to protest this $12 million movie that was released all over the UK on Jubilee weekend. Really, really a dumb uh, timing to, re- to release anything because the whole attention of the British uh, nation is on the Platinum Jubilee, which is, I think, seven, what is it, 70 years or 75 years that the Queen has been alive and ruling, ruling for 70 years. And Cineworld was the, um, uh, the cinema through which they were going to, uh, uh, to release the movie. Okay, remember, today's Wednesday, so it's Affairs of the Ummah. This is one of the Affairs of the Ummah. All right. View is, is still showing the film, though. So Cineworld had a contract. View had a contract. It takes seriously the responsibility that comes with providing a platform for a wide variety of content and believes in showcasing films of interest to diverse communities. So View is one company. They're showing it. Cineworld... Had some common sense, they pulled back. Now the executive producer of the movie, Madik Slibak, called the decision to pull it unacceptable and excused the chain of bowing down to radical extremists. Today he revealed he had received messages from activists telling him he's going to kill him. We're going to kill you, on Twitter, he said. But he said he wasn't scared by the threats, which included him being called an infidel, an offensive term relating to someone who is unfaithful to their own religion. Okay? And he added the massive, that the massive controversy surrounding his screening had been great for the movie. 
and had brought in huge audiences. He's giving us some Donald Trump nonsense where everything is huge, 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 and there's nothing there anyway. No one wants to watch the movie. He said, I've had death threats. And to be very frank, I've been having death threats for five years. Okay? I don't know why anyone would give you death threats. No one knows who you are until now. It's nothing new because I'm involved in this type of work and there are radicals. They don't want you to speak about anything they don't agree with. Okay, I don't worry about it. It's just empty threats. Then why are you talking about it in the media? If it's like spam, then, then why are you telling us about it? But I have had threats on Twitter now being called an infidel. And with people saying, I'm going to kill you. It's not the first time images of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Oh, they, they, by the way, they had an actor for the Prophet. That's one of the other issues here. Which we're not, we, obviously that's haram for us. Last year, protests erupted outside of Baitley Grammar School after a teacher showed pupils an inappropriate cartoon of the Messenger and he was suspended and forced into hiding. By the way, what other prophet, every other person in the world, Buddha, everyone, you can get away with insulting them. You can't, cannot get away with insulting the prophet. That's something I'm actually very proud of. Not that I'm proud of that people are like breaking laws and killing each other and stuff like that. That's not nice, but the end result is nice, right? I like the end results. The idea that no one in, you can get away with calling anyone anything, not the messenger of Allah. That sort of says something to me. The issue has also sparked violence in the past, including the shooting of 11 people. Now, that's really not acceptable. Uh, at the offices of Charlie Hebdo, a French satirical magazine, uh, while in 2020, a teacher was beheaded. Oh, my goodness for showing cartoons of Muhammad to his pupils. So, oh, uh, so world out there, please be on watch. We, the Ummah of Muhammad, we have some crazies. We can't control them. They're a little bit loony. You draw a picture of the Prophet, you insult him, they might behead you. We can't stop them. We condemn it all. Right? But be on notice, okay? Because nobody can control them. Your own police can't control them. We can't control them. We condemn it. But smarten up and don't make pictures of the Prophet so you don't get self-beheaded. Okay? It comes as film fans who watched The Lady of Heaven in London called on cinemas that have pulled it to have a rethink. NHS worker Tawqir Abbas, 47, who watched the film at View in Shepherd's Bush, South London, said, I do not agree with the protest. I think it's sad people have called it to be banned. Most of these people haven't watched it. Well, you don't have to watch it to know you just... I mean, you'd have to watch it. Oh, porn shouldn't be banned. You haven't watched it. <laughs> what? I know the content already. I know what the summary is. Uh, uh, don't ban Hindu books with gods in them for Muslim kids. Wait, why? I know the content. I don't have to read them. right? It is sad that cinemas are not showing it, as that allows for any other viewpoint to be restricted. Um, freedom of speech to us has a limit when it comes to God and his prophet. There are certain people that we know that have been against it, but this is a conservative view. If you shut down dialogue, you have nothing. Not, yeah, not all dialogue needs to be around, right? Do we want to have dialogue about pedophilia? Three-year-old girls having sex and being toyed with, and there are pictures sent around. Let's have dialogue. I don't think so, right? So certain things don't have dialogue, and... That, do, that might not be a comparison for some people, but it's a comparison for us in the sense that both are sacrilegious. Both is heresy. If you shut down dialogue, you have nothing. You have a world of ignorance. Really? So do we have dialogue on Hitler? 
maybe he had a viewpoint. Maybe he was directionally okay, but on the specifics and the methodology, he got it wrong. Let's have a dialogue. How's that? Is that dialogue going to work? Transatlantic slave trade. All right, maybe there were some bad apples in the, on those boats whipping those people. You want to have a dialogue? I don't think so. So not everything has a dialogue. For us, there are absolutes that we're not interested in having a dialogue on. Just because you don't recognize those absolutes. The film creates a talking point. You don't have to believe it. And if you don't, you should do your own research. Why would you want to ban it? What's the reason for it? Same reason you would ban an anti-Holocaust movie. Right? Or a pro-slavery movie. Or like this, this Christian is going to get banned, his church... When he said, all gays should be lined up and shot in the back of the head, that's what the Bible says, and if you don't like it, then you're against the Bible. The guy said it in, in plain English, and it's all over WhatsApp and Twitter, and his church is going to get shut down, for sure, if it's not already shut down. I think it's already shut down on other issues, like financial issues. It's a free country, this guy says, and whatever happens, people will find a way to see it, but why can't we come here and spend time with our families and chat about it afterwards? Okay, because what you hold sacred is not what we hold sacred. That's a, that's a simple answer to that. People's sacred things differ. And that's why when you do that, you just have to judge it on how inflammatory is this, right? And to what degree is their complaint valid? Mr. Abbas from South London added, some of it was difficult to watch visually. We have heard the stories that were in the film, but we've never seen it before. This is the first time we have had a movie showing these events. We've never had anything like this before. This is the first time in 1,400 years, maybe because it's actually not true. Right? Uh, do you ever think of that? Take, talking creates tolerance. Shutting things down creates intolerance. As I said, certain things you should be intolerant of. Yes. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> like intolerance is a bad thing. Yeah. Like somebody comes and beats your kid with a baseball bat. Let's have a dialogue. Yeah. Right? Let's be tolerant. SubhanAllah. <laughs> Uh, for me, there was too much imagery. It made me, made, it was made too human. We will get in the car and have more conversations about it. It's a talking point. And it has a positive message. Oh, that's all you guys. But anyway, it got shut down by Cineworld. All right, one cinema goer said, I think that the protests are ridiculous. Okay, calling for the movie to be banned is shutting down dialogue. Why do they keep giving us these, the one side? They haven't given us any quotes from, from the protests yet. Let's see, like, what, what, it, this is Daily Mail, which is garbage anyway, right? Daily Mail or other, the mail, uh, whatever, there's, there's a couple in England that they're just junk, but this is the only one covering it, okay? All right, where, where are the comments from the opposite side? All right. Protesters have accused the filmmakers of inaccurately depicting religious history. Okay. A video from the weekend appears to show a manager at one cinema addressing a crowd, confirming the film has been pulled. The film features former Coronation Street actor Ray Fearon and was shown uh, at the Cannes Film Festival last year, but only released in the UK, blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares. John Stevenson, who directed the 1999 film Animal Farm. What do I care? All right. Uh, and five uh, acted as a creative consultant. I mean, bringing names that and movies that nobody watched. And other critics have expressed anger that the negative characters were portrayed by black actors rather than white, which they say stems from the racial bias against darker-skinned people. Wait a second. He said the actors were portrayed by black actors. So how is that 
racial bias against darker skinned people. I don't. I don't even know where he's going here. No, no. So what it was is, they're you know the Shia they they hate all these righteous people, so they're portraying these Sahaba as black. Oh, people. that aspect. They're portraying like Sayyidina Omar and say okay the people they don't like as black yeah. and the people they like as white. Yeah. I mean that's that's ridiculous. Uh, the film's writer is Yasser Habib, a Kuwaiti Shia based in London. I saw his tweets about muta marriage. Talking about muta. I'm surprised by some of these people talking about muta. As if, if it was halal, you would like have a line out the door of women that you could select from. How do you know they would accept you, right? Uh, he's really talking like as if, oh, we need more polygamy and here we have muta. Like as if you're going to be accepted. Don't, don't like have that extra assumption. You can have muta. It doesn't mean you're going to have... Muta means pleasure, right? If muta marriages were allowed, just don't imagine the any. Why were you thinking that you're going to have like a line out the door of people accepting you as a marriage? Even if it was temporary. You'd have to pay her a lot of money. Those who came out of protest screening on Monday said they were offended. The way it revered, uh, illustrated the life of revered religious figures. One protest in Bradford said, we are very offended. We have a right not to be insulted. It's your right to not be insulted as a citizen. You talk about freedom of speech, but where does your freedom of speech go when it goes to criticizing your policies, when it goes to making critical analysis of your version of history? You have no right to tell us our history. We will not let the film go on further. It's it's all about who is stronger. Others carried signs. It's not okay to offend 1.8 billion Listen, offend 1.8 billion people and see what kind of reaction you get. Simple as that. Afghanistan offended the United States, uh, supposedly, in 9-11. See what happens. You have the right to do what you want, but pay, pay, pay the consequences. Okay? Or not you have the right, but nobody could stop you. Do whatever you want in the world. There's going to be consequences, so pay the consequences. In Bolton, the local chairman of the Council of Mosques, Asif Patel wrote a letter to his local branch, Sinworld, and he called the movie blasphemous. You may well be aware the recently released Lady of Heaven has caused much distress to the Muslim community across the globe. It is underpinned with a sectarian ideology, blasphemous in nature. It grossly disrespects the Prophet, peace be upon him, in many ways, and it's disturbing to every Muslim. It also misrepresents orthodox historical narratives. And if you notice, I'm making analogies here between physical events that happen and non-physical because non-physical things can be as violent in to people's hearts as physical things can be violent to people's to people's bodies so if i go around saying listen the holocaust never happened isn't that like a violence towards the hearts of the people who actually suffered from it right isn't that equally as offensive as if i uh destroyed like a grave or something like that uh of uh, of a holocaust victim It's all equal. So certain words are as dangerous. Okay, maybe we won't categorize them as violence, but they are as hurtful and as dangerous to society as actions. Actions don't come out of nowhere. Actions are the end result of words that have been repeated over and over and over and over. Ideas, dehumanization that's happened over and over and over and over leads to crazy actions. Right. So that's why certain beliefs... Every society is going to consider certain words off limits. Okay? Because they know. In the past, these words led to this. Blasphemy of God and His Prophet, peace be upon Him. Kufr, we know what it leads to. All right? In our past. We've seen it in the past, not our past as an ummah, but human 
uh, uh, history. So that's why blasphemy against God and his prophet is off limits. Likewise, the companions, because they're the first transmitters of the religion, if they didn't get it right, then that's an accusation on the prophet, and we have no religion. Okay? So they're, for, they're the first transmitters. The storyline begs the question, to what extent the producers had considered the huge impact of this film upon the Muslim community? Their, their religion is just based upon hate. Okay? We know that. Like, where is the positive element? It's all based upon hating and grieving. Okay? In Bolton, we're a very diverse community and very respectful of each other's culture, honor, and community cohesion. All right? The MCB has always advocated for respectful dialogue of interfaith community. What is the MCB? Muslim Council of Britain, which is basically one of these big, like ISNA for us, basically, or ICNA or something, or MASS. I think it's MASS. MASS England, essentially. They proudly represent affiliates from across the different schools of thought in our faith, support scholars and leaders who are advocating for greater unity in the common good, commanded by the Prophet. There are some, including many of the film supporters, or those engaging sectarianism in their response whose primary goal is to fuel hatred. We must not let this succeed. Executive producer called the decision to pull the film unacceptable. Well, you're going to accept it whether you like it or not. Okay. All right. We think that the protests have brought a lot of newfound attention. No, it's very simple for a cinema decision. Are there more people going to watch this thing or more people going to boycott our theater? That's all it is. That's how simple the decision is. But I believe it's actually unacceptable in this country what they're calling for, that this removal of this film from the cinemas due to them being offended, he said. And that is something quite silly because everyone has the ability to share their thoughts and enact their freedom of speech. So why don't you make us the next movie you make insulting everyone who was involved in the Holocaust saying that Hitler was, you know, maybe he, he had a point. Maybe he just took it a little bit too far. There's some bad apples amongst the Nazis. And that a lot of it's exaggerated. It wasn't 6 million people, right? Maybe 60,000, okay? And they weren't really gassed. It was a gas accident, okay, that caused all of those deaths. So why don't you make a movie saying something like that? One thing I'll say about that, though, is like, all right, a ton of people would probably be super mad, but there yeah. still would be a group of people that would like just enjoy that. They're like, this is like cinema. Like, yeah. This is our entertainment. It's like sinister. Like, yeah. what, what people get entertained by. Like, absolute freedom of speech. They just want, like, the entire, like, reality just to be twisted. Yeah. And it's entertaining. Oh, there, there are con- uh, was, contrarians. And, and on, on Netflix, like, how it's all these, like, murder mystery. Everybody's obsessed with just, like, murder shows. And, totally. Like, serial killers and rapists and stuff. Uh, and and um, so, sometimes they're sympathizing with the supposed criminal, too. Yeah. Right? So there are contrarians, people who love just to see everyone pissed off. Their actual cinema is not the movie. Their cinema is the protest. Like, for them, what they actually want, they enjoy seeing is the... These are like the Joker. The Joker character, he has no agenda except to see chaos. That's why, to me, he's like one of the... As a villain, that's like your best villain. Like, the, the, the other villains are pretty simple. Like, they want to get the jewel, or they want to steal all the money, or something like that, right? This criminal does not want anything. He just wants to see chaos. And there are people who enjoy watching chaos, and that's all they like. Uh, and those people will always support something that's totally... F- you know, fringe that's going to bother everybody. 
So this guy says, I genuinely believe from all sides, cinema and from the Muslim Council of Britain, Britain, that they are succumbing and bowing to these radicals. I want you to call um, African Americans radicals if you basically say that the transatlantic slave trade was an at-will agreement that had some bad apples in it that were whipping and depriving of food and try to say that, hey, why not this as a narrative, right? There was an at-will agreement, right? Uh, There was no problems here. Everyone was happy. But some people try to say that when you get basically, you can get yourself killed and call those people extremists, okay? I think this is more than Lady of Heaven as an individual film. This is about British values. Oh, come on. Stop. You know, I hate when people t- they take a step back and try to do a high ground maneuver. Like Amber Heard, when she gets blown out of her case and then she says, oh no, this is really a, a, a statement about women's uh, blah, blah, blah. These groups have now been given the power to dictate what the British public can and cannot watch. Yes, they do with their buying power. Everyone has the power to dictate with your dollar. And cinema, whatever, Cineworld or whoever this company is that pulled the movie... Their executives had a meeting, I guarantee you, and they said, hey, who has the numbers on the upset people? Who has the numbers on the happy people? They did not sit and say, what's right, Sunni or Shia? They simply said, what's right? Who has more numbers? Okay, not what's right. Who's paying more? Who, what, are we losing more money or are we gaining more? No, we're losing more. People are going to boycott us. All right, then let's drop it. Claire Fox, who sits in the House of Lords as a baroness, tweeted that the decision to cancel the show screening showed the creep of extra-parliamentary blasphemy law, all right, was now censoring the film. All right, go talk to them. And, 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 uh, and here we have the manager, Let's see if we get a commercial first before we show the manager. We got a 22-second commercial. Let's see what people are saying before we get to this commercial to here. Uh, here we go. We can skip the ad. Here's the manager. Okay, so they... they um, this, poor, this poor dude... He's just running a cinema, right? <laughs> he got himself in the crossfire. This poor dude that looks like uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, he essentially um, went out there and made the announcement. Now, okay, so, all right, so the, the article did get a little fair by cu- citing the other side. Uh, she wrote, I find that offensive. Cancel culture arguments now being used far beyond campus activism. Disastrous for arts... There's no rule here, right, on cancel culture. So what is our... We do have a rule. Like, society doesn't have a rule. The rule is, who pays more gets to cancel more, right? If you say something wrong about Kenya, and you're a Nike athlete, you go to sleep and you wake up like nothing happens. If you say something wrong about China, you're going to release an apology within the minute, or you're going to get canceled as a Nike athlete. Okay? Because of the buying power, right? So right now, cancel culture is solely based on buying power. And so it's going to fluctuate. It's going to change. Whoever has the money will change. Like this movie like, uh, could show anywhere in America, no one will protest. We don't have the numbers. 
you do this in England, the brothers there are going to raise hell, which they obviously did. And by the way, there are a lot of sisters involved in this too. So it's all about the money. In our deen, what's cancelable is so clear from day one. And we have layers of things. If you do this, we have nothing to do with you anymore. If you do this, we're going to stay away from you, but you're still a Muslim. Okay? If you do this, we're going to totally disagree with you, but you still have all the rights as a Muslim. All right? So that's bid'a mukaffira, bid'a mufassiqa, and bid'a khafifa. Simple as that. Okay? And the way to assess these things is pretty objective. All right? Something that's explicit and widespread, bid'a mukaffira. You reject it. If you reject it. Bid'a mufassiqa makes you a heretic or an innovator. Something explicit, but not widespread. And then lastly, neither explicit nor widespread. Then, bid'a khafifa, and we still have all the rights as a Muslim, and your deeds count with Allah Ta'ala and everything. It's disastrous for the arts, dangerous for free speech. How, how foolish are these people? I'm telling you, you guys yourself will censor anybody who doesn't so, celebrate Qom Lut. Forget saying anything, not saying anything. The world of the arts and all these people, these uh, flowery types, will censor anybody who uh, is not celebrating and, and clapping for Qom Lut. So you guys are the biggest people. Hey, what about... I guess they, they, they draw a line on physical violence, I guess, right? But as I've said, physical violence always begins with ideas and words. It's a sentiment. You put it in words, okay? It becomes an action. Meanwhile, a petition to get the film removed from all UK cinemas has been signed by 120,000 people. That's not a lot for... for England to get a lot more people doing it. In a statement, Cineworld confirmed it is pulling the film to ensure the safety of staff. A spokesman said, due to recent incidents related to the screening of Late Ever, we have made the decision to cancel. View, which is still screening the movie, refused to confirm whether it's been pulled. A spokesperson for The View says, View takes seriously the responsibility that comes with providing a platform, blah, blah, blah. View will only show a film once the BBFC has assessed and rated the film. Okay. The Lady of Heaven has been accredited and is on show in a number of our cinemas. So this, this accreditation operation has approved it. Decisions about how long a film remains on show are taken on a site-by-site basis based upon buying and selling. I mean, I mean how many people are... Uh, or watch it. He's telling me that there's a Shia in the comments. I, I knew, I knew the day we didn't have the comment box up, there would be some. Oh my gosh! Which, which is on YouTube? Yeah. I'm All right, let's go check him out. Let's check out uh, this guy on YouTube. Why he's coming to bother us? Hey, you can come. I think. Uh, oh man, yo, this guy. He's bugging. He's bugging. Let's see what he's saying here. Yo, this. Imagine like this comment that he just put coming yeah. back to him on Yom Kippur. Like, well, what's you know. Okay, what is his, let's see, Mahdi al Kazi? Yeah. Safina to hell. All right, that's what he says. Safina, Safina. Oh my goodness. You are at that point, subhanAllah, Radim. These guys' fingers are going to take account for him. You're got your finger. All right. This, I'm not even going to, he keeps posting it, too. He keeps posting it. He keeps going up. 
All right, we're going to block this this guy. So, um, Mahdi Al-Kazi, what he is saying, subhanAllah, about the Sahaba. So, there's your example. There you have it. That's a summary. That's your guy right there. That's your example. Okay? That's all he wants to do is hate on the Sahaba. They don't have any speech except hating on the Sahaba and then Mut'ah. Hating on the Sahaba okay. and Mut'ah. Hating on the Sahaba and Mut'ah. Aisha, 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 Aisha. You're obsessed with Sayyidah Aisha. SubhanAllah. Unreal. Mahdi knows Mahdi Mudil. That's what he is. All right, let's see what else we got on this issue. And let's go to the... Instagram and see what's going on. Now it's open up for comments, questions, discussions on the subject matter. If you had any questions, put them back in. Is wearing a scarf like the Saudi Imam Sunnah or Bid'ah? No, nothing wrong with it. All right, put your comments up. If you have anything, uh, if, you, if you had put something in the past, put it back up. That's our um, comment on our on Lady of Heaven, and that was our Muslim affairs. Okay. That was, subhanAllah, this, the, the day that uh, we didn't have our comments up, and we weren't looking at it, is the day that these people uh, rear their heads. It's so, it's so like... It's interesting that this person would say that they follow the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. SubhanAllah. Like, you must be so clouded to think that that's the yeah. like, that this is anything near Islam. Like, so, so here's a question. If I was a bad person, are you allowed to curse me out like this? So cursing in general, yeah. cursing people out in general, is forbidden in all religions, right? I think you go to Judaism, Christianity, any religion that's trying to be good, you're probably not going to have a permissibility on cussing people out. Yet here you are going back 1,400 years to people you never met. Uh, M. Hassan Mazar, what are your thoughts about Ghamdi? Ghamdi. I don't know why Isna or Ikna, whoever has invited him. And I think, I think like, right there, like, this is a huge gap that people have in understanding. Like, to, to curse at somebody yeah. and to put these, like, gross emojis and stuff. Yeah. But then to say somebody is is upon innovation or um, a zindik, right? Like, yeah. There's such... Can you explain the difference? Oh, okay, that's a good point because cursing is different from clarifying what is this person's position is regarding religion and theology. There's a whole different story. Because anything that is affecting the public, you have to write to know. So, if I, for example, if there's a mechanic, and every time he fixes your car, he rips people off. And we know this. You're allowed to say he rips people off. Um, you're not allowed to say he's a filthy dog. That's the cursing that we're talking about. Because that's what the guy was basically doing. So, it's a very big difference to cite someone's uh, stance on something. Okay? Even with a derisive and hateful attitude. Because kufr and zandaka is... It's something hateful to us, right? So to say that, that's his status of what he himself said publicly. He put himself there. That's very different than if I was say, oh, this guy's a fat slob. That's what we're talking about, haram. So how are you going to come and um, 
uh, and mix the two and think that imagine that this is what religion is, it's calling people pigs and etc. Right. So that's there's a big difference between a status in Dean that's clear by by words the person he said himself, and it becomes incumbent to say that. By the way. Like, if, if I go to a mechanic and this guy does not fix brakes well and people die as a result, and then you don't tell me that he's a horrible mechanic, you're guilty. Likewise, any imam, public speaker, he knows someone is misguiding others and he doesn't say anything, right? And, like, it's in the air, like this person's going around giving talks, not like someone irrelevant, then it doesn't make a difference. Then at that point you have to say something. And this Ramdi from... What I've seen from him, what everyone's seen, everyone knows this. This is not some like controversial statement. Uh, the man's all over the place, like w- way out of bounds in in, in 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 so many areas. It's not even funny, and it should be really like uh, they should be ashamed. These organizations that signed him up or that uh, invited him to speak, do they have? They just want anyone popular. No, it just gets the platform. Is that how it is? You're called an Islamic organization. That should be the underlying filter for who you invite Passion International Ismail says these movies are made strictly to cause controversy they know it isn't based in reality of course what is a zindiq and a mubtad a zindiq is somebody who holds a belief that is outside what is known in religion by necessity they hold a belief outside that let's say someone says you don't have to pray five times a day like, uh, when you enter Islam, you enter in on La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, and the assumed beliefs of what Islam is all about. That Islam is a religion you, we can't drink, there's Hajj, there's Ramadan, fasting in Ramadan, there is the Prophet is the last Prophet. There are assumed beliefs. We call this known in religion by necessity because they were spread so far and wide right, that it's impossible not to know these things. So when someone enters Islam, they enter with these three things. All right? Or we could say two, the shahadatain and the um, uh, what's known in religion by necessity. They exit Islam by denying one of these two things. Just as you enter, you exit, right? Logic. So if somebody says, no, I'm a Muslim, but I'm denying one of these things, then that's a zindiq. With someone who's saying he's a Muslim, but he's not. Like I eat meat every day and I say I'm a vegetarian. I'm a zindiq in the vegetarian world, Right? They have the right to call me a non-vegetarian. Do they have the right to call me a non-vegetarian or not? If I make a website, hey, vegetarians, this is what you can eat. And I include steak, chicken, lamb, and I include all this stuff. Do they have the right to say, this is a not a real vegetarian website? Of course they do. Why don't we do this? Why doesn't someone make vegetarian, you know, a vegetarian diet um, Instagram handle and put up wonderful recipes? That include meat. Right? Like every five recipes includes meat. And see what the vegetarians say about it. They're going to take fear you. Because it's not something even debatable. Because I think, like, what's debatable in vegetarianism? Is fish debatable? I don't think so. No, they don't eat fish too. So there are certain things that could be, now, explicit, but not widely known. Right? So that once you learn it, you can't deny it. If someone denies that, then we would say, yes, that person is a Muslim. However, they're a mubtada. And a mubtada is, it's a rank. The Prophet ﷺ spoke about that. They changed the religion. Their deeds are not accepted. 
their good deeds are not accepted until they fix those beliefs. All right? Their good deeds are not accepted. That's muqtada. Now, do we want to go around, you know, looking for people and saying, oh, oh there's a zindib. Oh, oh, there's a muqtada. No. There's a heretic innovator and there's a, a, an apostate calling himself. We don't want to do that. It's not our fault that there's too many of them now, right? And they're just being promoted. So we have to tell people, listen, this, this person, what he's saying, you can't accept it, okay? For this, this, that reason. It's not that something we want to do. Growing up, this was very rare. Like, some of you don't realize, but growing up, I didn't even know what these terms were. Like, you didn't see this. Like, every single day, someone popping up with some kind of uh, uh, ideas that contradicts things that are explicit or known in religion by necessity. Unfortunately, there are just too many now. So basically, uh, Pasha International makes a good point that these guys have now made themselves known and they got some nice attention, right? And they did. They got themselves attention um, by doing this. Okay. Now here's the thing. If you're an imam, and I've said this to many people, including some of my friends, if you're an imam, don't cozy up and take photo ops and speak at the same platform. Well, we shouldn't do this. Now, of course, everyone makes mistakes, but I'm just saying what the theory is with someone who is going to be mis- misguiding people. Like there, you got to, we have a congresswoman every year, she celebrates Qomlutz. How are you speaking for Muslims? I'm sorry, just common sense asks me. Just because, like, you can't mix two things and insult my intellect here. I'm standing for hijab and everything, I wear hijab and everything, but then support Qomlut. Weren't these people tortured by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and punished? So why are we standing for them? Oh no, I'm just standing for their rights. It's all the same, okay? It's all the same. May I know what Gandhi changed? A lot of people in Pakistan. I'm going to leave this to the Desiyin because some of the Desis here could please tell us because um, they're the ones who know. What they told me is that, like he denies certain things like hijab. I think he, he riba. Really fundamentals of the deen. Huh? Like what, who would deny riba except for like a personal interest? <laughs> exactly. Like, who would deny that? Like, yeah. Why would you deny riba? 99% of us, we are suffering from riba. And it's Chase, Manhattan Bank, Wells Fargo. These are the guys benefiting from Riva. Like, why would you support this, right? You're the one losing. Solomon says, my colleague is from Qomlutz. I have to write him a performance evaluation. He does a good job. Write the facts about his job. What, your, your business, if I got a guy painting, and he paints my wall, and he says, hey, could you give me a reference? Yes, I'm going to give him a reference. I don't care what you are on the side, Okay. It's not like he's coming with Qomlut's painting company. No, it's just like John Smith painting company. He comes, he paints, he leaves. He came, he painted, he left. Good. I'll write you a good review for your, if you ask me for one. No, for this, we could, we could do this. You don't have to go into his life in that respect. As long as it's not something like, oh, would you support Qomlut painting company? Right? No. It's just like, that's a part of his personality and his life. And his work is another part. You and him intersect in the work only. 
and you just say the truth. If he's a good worker, he's a good worker. Right? I have no problem dealing with anyone as long as we all know like what rings we inter- uh, overlap on and what rings we don't. So, for example, if I'm working with somebody, an engineer, and I'm, we're working on a website, and he is BJP, he's part of the Hindu BJP party. Listen, I got to do my job. He's my colleague on this is- issue. If he comes and I'll support my BJP, that's totally unprofessional. Likewise, if a Qom hey, could you wear this pin to be my ally? Wait, what does that have to do with it? IT. Keep your personal business out of here. Like, that's what that's where civil society, the idea of civil society is the idea that in this profession, we're going to come together, we're going to do this job. I don't, you don't, I'm not going to give dawah to you because I'm not paid to do that in this job. I'm paid to not do that. I'm paid to come in here, uh, click on some computer, some, some buttons on the keyboard and leave and make your website for the company and leave, right? Or do some construction and leave. I'm not paid to come with my personal agenda. So I appreciate it also. If you don't ask me if I'm an ally, I'm not your ally, right? And wear a pin. Are you my ally first? Are you going to be an uh, uh, ally to a Sunni Muslim? So. So I've told many of these imams, do not go and hang out with these and, and get close with these uh, uh, uh political figures that are actually um, celebrating something that Allah forbade. It, it doesn't make any sense. You're insulting my intellect by doing that. Okay. Siberia 1231. Yes, Habib is a known agitator, ousted by mainstream Shia. That's why he's in the UK. All right, so his own people kicked him out. Is there any record of the Khalifa... Punishment for Shias defaming uh, Sahaba. I don't know if there's a record of it actually happening, like court case, a Shia being taken to court. But in Sharia, look, there we've known what people believe in the Sharia, but the crime would be standing and saying it publicly, right? That would that would that would be we would consider that that would be something that they would be taken and punished for. The vegan slogan is, we don't eat anything with a face. All right. What do you think about Jewish people? Nothing. I think nothing of them. Actually, in some ways, I respect them. They have a law. They stand up for their law. I'm not talking about Zionists. Just talking about Jews. They stand up for their law. No matter what people think of it. I was at Yale and giving an Arabic quiz and a student passed me a note. She said she can't take the quiz. I said, why can't you take the quiz? She said, because it's a special high holy day and I can't use technology. I said, what technology? So to write it with the pencil. She said, the pencil is technology. It's a tool. I can't use tools. With a straight face telling us this law in front of all the whole class. You can't respect that? I totally respect that. Right? I don't think the law is, you know, something truly from God, but that's irrelevant to the situation. So you got to respect people who, who believe, stand up for what they believe in. Okay? 
What is the ruling on people who curse the Sahaba and the wives of the Prophet? Mubtada' or Kafir or Zindiq? They are Mubtada' and they become Zindiq slash Kafir if they say that Abu Bakr was not a Sahabi. They are also, or if Sayyid Aisha did Al-Fahisha, which Surah An-Nur made her innocent of, then they are considered Kuffar, right? Zinadiqa. And early Muslims, the early Muslims, they didn't really have this middle category of heretic. They considered anyone who curses a Sahabi to be a kafir. And I can give you this for that from Tartib al-Madarik about Imam Malik himself. Right? But, uh, but the, uh, the current, the dominant opinion amongst Ahl-Sunnah is that it's a heresy, which means there are Muslims, but their deeds are not accepted until they correct their belief. Can we have friends that are like from heretic groups? Well, the human being, al-mar'u ala dini khalidi. You're on the religion of the people that you keep the most company with, that you keep very close friendships with. Their religion will become your religion. Eventually that you will soften on their things and they will soften to your things. So you have to be very careful who you keep regular company with. There's a moderator on Clubhouse teaching that the Qibla from North America, in North America is not Northeast, but Southeast. Uh, I would tell you that it's probably, that's not what the Jama'ah of Muslims are upon, but that would not invalidate your prayer if you prayed Southeast. Okay. Why don't we share stages with such politicians? Okay. Why would we share stages with uh, those types of people who have wrong beliefs? Is because the Prophet ﷺ said, "Man kathara sawada qawmin fahuwa minhum." All right, let him. Let me get you the exact narration of that. Man kathara sawada qawmin fahuwa minhum, just for the sake of accuracy. Man kathara sawad, which means. Whoever increases the popularity of somebody, he's one of them. Hadith, man kaffara sawada qawmin fahuwa minhum. Let's see the takhrij of this hadith. Ashar alayhi salam. Yaqul al-Hafidh ibn Hajar. Ala ma ruya al-barawa al-Bukhari an Aisha radiyallahu anha. Qalat, qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yaghzu jayshu al-Ka'ba fa idha kanu. ببيداء من الأرض يخسف بأولاهم وآخرهم بأولهم وآخرهم قالت قلت يا رسول الله كيف يخسف بأولهم وآخرهم وفيهم أسواقهم ومن ومن ليس منهم قال يخسف ويخسف يخسف بأولهم وآخرهم ثم يبعثون على نياتهم قال وفي حديث أم سلمة عند مسلم فقلت يا رسول الله كيف بمن كان كارها قال يخسف به ولكن يبعث يوم القيامة على نيته أي يخسف بالجميع لشؤم الأشرار ثم يعامل كل أحد عند الحساب بحسب قصده قال المهلب قال المهلب في هذا الحديث أن من كثر سواد قوم في المعصية مختارا أن العقوبة تلزمه معهم واستنبط منه مالك عقوبة من يجالس شربة الخمر وإن لم يشرب 
الحديث المسؤول عنه ذكره الحافظ ابن حجر في المطالب في المطالب العالية عن أبي يعلى ولفظه قال أبو يعلى حدثنا أبو همام نبأ ابن وهب أخبرني بكر بن مضر عن عمرو قال إن رجلا دعا عبد الله بن مسعود رضي الله عنه إلى وليمة A man called Abdullah bin Mas'ud to a party. He heard instruments and things that were haram. He didn't enter. They said, why don't you enter? He said, Ibn Mas'ud said, I heard the Prophet said, Whoever increases the popularity of somebody, he's one of them. If you are pleased with what people are doing, then it's as if you were doing it with them. So Ibn Hajar, he didn't comment uh, the nature of this hadith, but he remained silent on it. And there are many, many hadiths showing the meaning of this to be true. All right. وَكَذَلِكَ فَعَلَ السَّخَاوِي مِمَّا يَدُلُّ أَنَّ لِلْحَدِيثِ أَصْلًا And Sakhawi also commented it without criticizing the hadith, showing that it does have a basis. Whoever popularizes something or increases the popularity of something, he's one of them. Alright? So don't popularize people out there, activists, etc., that are also promoting something haram. Don't popularize them. Don't show approval to them. If you're an imam and a scholar, that supposedly you represent the deen. Don't populate. Don't smile at pictures with them. Right? What is the difference between Jewish ethnicity and Jewish religion? Um, One time I was in Tennessee. Yeah. I was in Tennessee with a bunch of like Muslim guys and we were sitting at like this pizza place. Yeah. And um we were all wearing like thobes or whatever and some uh like African American guy comes up to us and he starts giving us like Jewish dawah. Wow. Yeah. But it turns out like he he really doesn't like Jews because he's a Hebrew. Like you're saying like he's the Hebrew guy. Yeah. Like and he's saying he's the original. Yeah. Like, yeah. So attached to his lineage of wow. being from Israel. But where did he get this lineage? He I don't know. Complete made up? I don't know. He was he was pretty knowledgeable like, about like Jewish like Hebrew lineage. things. Yeah. The most authentic lineage is in Ethiopia. They're uh, blacks. Right? The most authentic lineage of Yehud from what I've heard. Ruh uh, Muhassar Oh, you write articles for Yaqeen. I never, I'm not a Yaqeen employee, number one. Number two, nor a volunteer. One article I wrote as a rebuttal for that issue on Qom Lutz, which I think even the Jonathan Brown took, uh, retracted it, so the article's not even there anymore. What I wrote is a rebuttal. Okay? But I'm not going to get into name-calling on different groups, but just for your information, to, just to know what, uh, who I work for and affiliated for. Right? Maybe they might not want to be affiliated with me as a person of Tasawuf and Asha'ira, so right, to make that clear for them. I don't think they want Asha'ira. They don't have a single Asha'ri on their thing, so I don't think they want that, or a person of Tasawuf. So. Uh, Muhammad, I'm on Instagram, but I can't see the Insta Live. Go into the search button, type in Dr. Shadis, and then it'll show up. 
All right, let's see what else is going on. Can we go to the Janazah of someone who was on a heretical sect? The answer is yes, you can go to their Janazah, but the Imams, the people who are considered uh, looked up to, should not attend the Janazah of a public sinner or heretic or innovator, would seem like approval. That's what the books say, at least. Okay. That's what the books say. That they should not do that because it would be considered like an approval in the eyes of the people. So we have to look out for that. Okay. All right, what else we got here? The black Israelites. That's who you're talking about. That's that group who was. Black Black Hebrews. And we got another uh, Shia here. Listen, you're coming here and chatting with us. It's only putting this video higher and higher up in the algorithm. So keep writing. Keep talking. Send it to your friends. It's only going to put this and more people will hear it. What was your Quranic science journey as in what other did you study them? What order did you study? Well, the first thing you study really should be to, if in sense of the first thing that most people study should be aqidah. But that's not always what happens. Most people go in and they study tajweed first because they want to do something practical, right? They want to do something that, like, I want to do something. I want to increase my iman and recite Quran. And you study fiqh because you have to pray, right? Now, the natu- this is the natural case uh, of most people when they are directing their own studies. Now, if I had somebody directing my studies, they would have said, no, 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 study aqidah first. And that's the right way to do things. Then... Of course you have to know how to pray the basics. And you have to know the basis of tajweed. But then you study the fundamentals of tajweed so you can recite the Qur'an properly as well as tahara and salah. And then you spend a lot of time studying fiqh because fiqh is the biggest, widest um, field of study. And that's why all the, the, the Muslim scholars are actually bundled as madhahib, as madhabs. Okay, so... The scholars are, are categorized in their uh, legal schools. So, that's the order of what you study. And then, ulum al-Qur'an and ulum al-Hadith usually come later. I actually advanced them up in our curriculum in Awalim because um, people there's a lot of doubts about Qur'an and Hadith. So I actually advanced ulum al-Qur'an and ulum al-Hadith in our subject matter. We studied them like pretty early on as well as aqidah, so that nobody has doubts about, oh, is this sound, is this not, how do we know whether to trust this or not? Okay. How do I deal with my nefs when I feel I'm doing it yet? Should I isolate them and avoid them? No, you, 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 you simply fight the riyat within yourself, and you continue doing the good deeds that you're doing. Ghamidi denies the return of the Prophet Isa in the Tanqira'at. Okay. That's from Omar Musta- Yusuf. And Naz knows everything about Gamdi. He's, they've been known about Gamdi before he became popular here. What does Sad Yuzariya mean? 
Sadduddhariya is the question by AA. What is Sadduddhariya? Very good question. Sadduddhariya means if there's 50 steps to make to some to lead that something haram is to close that first step. That's what Sadduddhariya is. And the way that it's applied is by experience. If the ulama and the scholars have experienced that every time or any time that X happens, like 90% of the time, it leads to falling into sin Y, or act of disobedience Y, then they forbid X. If, it, if, it's, a, if it's a constant, right? Like, we always see this. That's how they do it. That's, how they can, that's what Saddhadariya is all about. What is the aqaid of the what is the aqid of the Hanafis, the Maturidi aqid? Their madhab in aqidah that they chose is that of Abu Mansur al Maturidi. We should do biographies on them. The Hanabila stuck with Imam Ahmad and the Maliki and the Shafi'iyah, they chose Abu al Hassan al Ashari. Okay. Ruh Muhassar. Is blasphemous distortion of God more sinful, like the Christians, or is the outright denial of mulhidin greater in sin? No, the mulhid. Here is the order of sins according to uh, beliefs according to Imam Habib Ahmad Mashhur al Haddad in his book Key to the Garden. He says that the Muslim sinner is in the first level because he's a mu'min and he's a believer. At the bottom is the Muslim munafiq, the, not the hypocrite that says what he doesn't do. That's a major sin. The hypocrite meaning he actually doesn't believe it at all. Okay? That's the hypocrites of Medina. Now, then he says that the second, uh, after that, after the, uh, the Muslim sinner is Ahl al-Kitab. Because they still had some belief, they tried to worship God, but they made a big blunder in rejecting prophethood. It's unacceptable. Now we're talking those who did receive the message. Then after that, he said is... The, uh, the jinn then after that the mulhid complete atheist then after that the mushrik the mushrik is worse than the atheist but ahl kitab is, is, is less uh, they have less rejection than um, than the atheist alright next muharram ismail I'll do a uh, narrative of Karbala from Ahl Sunnah's sources. Alright, we'll do that. Next, next Muharram. Inshallah. Does tanning purify Maita? Yes, in the Shafi'i school, yes, but in the Maliki school, no. It does not purify. However, leather can be used as a rukhsa but cannot be preyed upon unless the tanning, unless the animal was zabiha. Okay, this is a tough ruling in the Maliki method. Okay. You know, this is there. We had more streams today, and more viewers today than any other day on YouTube. I think the Shia bumped it up. All the Shia talking trash in the comments. I ta- I'm telling you, they bumped it up. A B C D E F G. Sheikh, is there any update regarding Hajj? Yes. Yesterday we talked about it and how the groups have been canceled. If you want to go to uh, Hajj this year, you will have to go to mutawif.com.sa. All right, and you have to sign up. It's by lottery, meaning you may get, okay, 
uh, a, a seat and you may not get a seat. Uh, let me read you something because some of the people, some of our friends have started to sign up just to see uh, what, what the portal's like. So again, it's Motawif, M-O-T-A-W-I-F. They clearly didn't consult anyone in Islamic studies when they put Motawif. It should be Mutawif with two W's and, and a U. But Motawif, M-O-T-A-W-I-F dot com dot S-A. So that's the website if you're an American, a British uh, citizen. If you are Australian, you're going to sign up on this website. Now when you sign up, this is, what, this is the response that you get. Now, you're not going to believe this. What do you, what, when you sign up for Hajj, I'm, I'm going to get a response that says, Assalamu alaikum, right? Uh, may Allah accept this Hajj from you. Blah, blah, blah. We have accepted your uh, application and look forward to serving you and uh, fulfilling the obligation to Allah. Assalamu alaikum. No, this is what you're going to get. Hi, sir. Good afternoon. Glad to see your interest in Hajj. The Ministry of Hajj and Umrah in Saudi Arabia will announce dates upcoming in a few days. Keep an eye on our social media pages and register your interest at matov.com. All right, regards, Arti. And another one, regards, Pri Rajan Balgari, Team Mutawif. The same Hindus killing you, okay, are the ones facilitating your Hajj now. Thank you very much. Now, of course, they're not the same people, right? And they could be totally innocent of that, but. Like, in the mind of someone far away from the world, right? Every news out of India from the Hindus tends to be pretty bad against Muslims. So symbolically, it's sort of like, doesn't make any sense. But if you sign up, you will get a message, a completely secular type of message, as if you're just good old customer service, and Raj or Preet or somebody is going to answer you to facilitate your hajj. It just... Uh, Pretty odd, to be honest with you. It's not something that's really, uh, you know, it's not something that's, that's, uh, subhanAllah. All right, what else we got? Let's see. On YouTube. What is our attitude towards innovators? You stay away from them on religious, maybe even social matters, right? But you can work with them as a colleague, as an employee and business and have cordial general relations. But in matters of deen, no. Anything that could, met, could influence in your deen, no. Uh, you won't do that. Sharif Antoya, how's your job in Middletown, New Jersey? Inshallah. Muhammad Azhar, what is Wahdat al-Wujud? Forget Wahdat al-Wujud and focus on Wahdat al-Shuhud. The unity of what you witness, which means everything, you return it back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything. What does that mean? It means that Allah gave us this technology. All right, well, this technology, it has been something from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to test us or to give us a chance to do good. Wahdat al-Shuhud. I bump into someone in the street, okay, maybe there is a chance just to have basic adab, right, or maybe nothing. But you always view everything as something that is a creation of Allah at that moment, 
right, as it could be a test for you, it could be a blessing for you, whatever it is. But wahtat al-shuhud, shuhud means witnessing. How do you perceive the events happening in front of you? To return everything back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, including oppression, meaning that we're never oppressed for no reason. Maybe Allah's teaching us a lesson. For sure Allah's teaching us a lesson. Maybe it's some sins that we committed. Maybe something wrong that we did that Allah Ta'ala is bringing an oppressor and putting him over us to, 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 to correct something that we're doing wrong. That's the idea behind Wahdat al-Shuhud. Alright folks, let's stop here. Okay. Oops. Jazakumullah khairan everyone. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Ryan, let's go to our dua, inshallah. Today is Wednesday. Wednesday is a time of dua, and it's time right now for us uh, to sit and make dua. Why is it Wednesday between Dhuhr and Asr, a time of dua? It's because on this day, on Wednesday, between Dhuhr and Asr was the day in which the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had uh, uh, made dua against the army that was coming to destroy Medina and kill all the Muslims and the Sahabi at that time who was Jabir ibn Abdullah saw the narrated that the Prophet went to a certain spot and he made dua there on Monday between Dhuhr and Asr and there was no answer then he came back on Tuesday between Dhuhr and Asr no answer and on Wednesday he received the answer okay, on Wednesday between Dhuhr and Asr the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had shown him the answer, that he will answer him, and he will um, uh, expel or remove the uh, enemies from the land. And so, Jabir ibn Abdullah said, every Wednesday between Dhuhr and Asr, I make sure to make dua, and he said, many, many times, the, the, I get the answer. Like a sign, a good sign, that my dua will be answered. And many, many people have testified to this, by the way, that they've seen this. <clears throat> uh, you can let me know when we're ready, right? I think it's going to be too much to pull up. Too much to pull up? Yeah. All right. We don't have it from last week? You had it two weeks, last week, two weeks ago. No, we have to take it down last week. We had to take it down? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'll just recite it. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن فتحنا لك فتحا مبينا ليغفر لك الله ما تقدم من ذنبك وما تأخر Can you actually put an echo on this by the way while I'm reciting? That would be nice. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن فتحنا لك فتحا مبينا ليغفر لك الله ما تقدم من ذنبك وما تأخر وَيُتِمَّ نِعْمَتَهُ عَلَيْكَ وَيَهْدِيَكَ صِرَاطًا مُسْتَقِيمًا وَيَنْصُرَكَ اللَّهُ نَصْرًا عَزِيزًا وَكَانَ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ وَجِيهًا وَجِيهًا فِي الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ وَمِنَ الْمُقَرَّبِينَ وَجَّهْتْ وَجِهِيَ لِلَّذِي فَطَرَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ الرَّحْمَنِ الرَّحِيمِ نَصْرٌ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَفَتْحٌ قَرِيبٌ وبشر المؤمنين يا أيها الذين آمنوا كونوا أنصار الله كما قال عيسى بن مريم للحواريين من أنصاري إلى الله 
قال الحواريون نحن أنصار الله الله لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم لا تأخذه سنة ولا نوم له ما في السماوات وما في الأرض من الذي يشفع عنده إلا بإذنه يعلم ما بين أيديهم وما خلفهم ولا يحيطون بشيء من علمه إلا بما شاء وسع كرسيه السماوات والأرض ولا يؤده حفظهما وهو العلي العظيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لو أنزل هذا القرآن على جبل لرأيته خاشعا متصدعا من خشية الله وتلك الأمثال نضربها للناس لعلهم يتفكرون هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو عالم الغيب والشهادة هو الرحمن الرحيم والله الذي لا إله إلا هو الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر سبحان الله عما يشركون هو الله الخالق البارئ المصور له الأسماء الحسنى يسبح له ما في السماوات والأرض وهو العزيز الحكيم أعيذ نفسي بالله تعالى من كل ما يسمع بأذنين ويبصر بعينين ويمشي برجلين ويبطش بيدين ويتكلم بشفتين حصنت نفسي بالله الخالق الأكبر من شر ما أخاف وأحذر من الجن والإنس وأن يحضرون عز جاره وجل ثناؤه وتقدست أسماؤه ولا إله غيره اللهم إني أجعلك في نحور آدائي وأعوذ بك من شرورهم وتحيلهم ومكرهم ومكائدهم أطفئ نار من أراد بأدعوة من الجن والإنس يا حافظ يا حفيظ يا كافي يا محيط سبحانك يا رب معظم شأنك وعز سلطانك تحصنت بالله وبأسماء الله وبآيات الله وملائكة الله وأنبياء الله ورسول الله والصالحين من عباد الله حصنت نفسي بلا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم اللهم احرسني بعينك التي لا تنام واكنفني بكنفك الذي لا يرام وارحمنا بقدرتك علي فلا أهلك وأنت الثقتي ورجائي يا غياث المستغيثين يا غياث المستغيثين يا غياث المستغيثين يا درك الهالكين يا درك الهالكين يا درك الهالكين يكفني شر كل طارق يطرق بليل أو نهار إلا طارق يطرق بخير إنك على كل شيء قدير بسم الله أرقي نفسي من كل ما يؤذي ومن كل حاسد الله شفائي بسم الله رقيت اللهم رب الناس أذب الباس اشفي أنت الشافي وعفي أنت المعافي لا شفاء إلا شفاءك شفاء لا يغادر السقم ولا ألم يا كافي يا وافي يا حميد يا مجيد ارفع عني كل تعب شديد وكفني من الحد والحديد والمرض الشديد والجيش العديد واجعل لي نور من نورك وعزا من عزك ونصرا من نصرك وبهاء من بهائك وعطاء من عطائك وحراسة من حراستك وتأييد من تأييدك يا ذا الجلال والإكرام والمواهب الأعظام أسألك أن تكفيني من شر كل ذي شر إنك أنت الله الخالق الأكبر وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه والحمد لله رب العالمين ظاهرا وباطنا وعلى كل حال يا أرحم الراحمين I'll take a couple minutes for silent dua